folks, Morgan here. I play Eugene on the podcast. I wanted to take a second to say how grateful I am to have this space where every week I get to play make-believe with some close friends. If you think you know someone who could use a little break from real life, please consider giving us a recommendation. Or if you got 30 seconds, write us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you may be listening. And now, please enjoy The Heroes Die. Hey, everybody, how are we doing this week? Oh, excellent. excellent, excellent, excellent. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. All right, I got a, I got a question for you this week, food-based, so pretty challenging. What is your favorite food at this point in your life that comes out of the freezer? I'm going to I'm going to set aside things like steak. <laughs> like like not not food that you defrost and then cook cook up from raw, but like food that is you know prepared food that is frozen. Huh. I just I just had a DiGiorno pizza for dinner. That's pretty good. That's that's the number one spot. I you you're saying a prepared food, right? Not something that we made and then froze. Yes, I am saying I, that is well, yeah, definitely yeah, what I'm that saying. It will be a frozen pizza. A DiGiorno frozen pizza? Yeah, I think so. Okay, there we go. Any specific kind, like stuffed crust, four cheese, um, four cheese. cheese. Yeah, you, you put in home uh, quattro in formaggio. Home? Just to sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's checked in with Jim DiGiorno. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, Jimmy DiGiorno." Can you remind me what the four cheeses are? Can I? Oh, I threw the box out earlier. I know it's Parmesan, uh, mozzarella, mozzarella. And I, I didn't get confirmed think... is why I'm asking. I always forget these things. I can't think what the fourth thing is. <laughs> that's, a that's, a, that's a Catholicism joke. That's though. a good joke. <laughs> Rudy, are so you that... Googling this right now? Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to you then. Sure. Uh, uh, mozzarella, gorgonzola, parmesan, and goat cheese. They sprang for the gorgonzola. That's fancy. Wow. Wow. Jim DiGiorno. And Rudy, are you putting any homemade toppings on there? Like you slicing up any onions and throwing them on? Do you keep oh, a bag no, of pepperonis no. in the fridge? If, if I'm sure Jim DiGiorno would uh, put those <laughs> things on the pie if he wanted me to have them on that pie. DiGiorno if intended. I wanted, if I wanted the extra ingredients, I would get the um, you know the supreme. DiGiorno pizza with everything. The supreme, yeah. No. Morgan, uh, coming over to you <laughs> right now. Coming over to you, Morgan. If I remember correctly, you uh, you don't love ice cream because it is different than milk. Uh, but is there something else that comes out of the freezer that you like? No, very little. Um, <laughs> I, my, I... <laughs> See, because Max got to Morgan's apartment, it's just duct tape shut. This is killing America. Couple doses of LSD. My freezer exists to make ice. I don't use it for anything. So ice cubes. Ice cubes is your favorite frozen food. Yeah, if that's frozen food, I suppose, then absolutely. <laughs> frozen I, sausage. I believe I didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't use it. I don't use well, it. Well, Morgan, what's your favorite taste? Water. <laughs> <laughs> ah, favorite taste is wet. Harold? <laughs> uh, I'm an ice cream person. Just fucking adore ice cream. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Stick to that. Cole? Hard to argue. Ice cream. Ice cream all day, all the way. I, I hear that. I hear that. Everyone's if I'm neglecting the question, what is your favorite food right now? <laughs> not, not the long standing. 
I'm pretty sure I answered it honestly, Ben. But <laughs> yeah, I said ice yeah. cubes. You just didn't like the answer. Yeah, you just yeah, didn't you like the answer. You actually you gave got. the most earnest answer, get, I think. You don't get to complain about both the responses and that they're not good enough, then. <laughs> you want honesty or do you want me to say ice cream? <laughs> just, say, just say what you want me to say. I'll say what you want. I want to hear Morgan's fake pitch for how much he loves ice cream. I want to oh, hear, boy. I want to hear. Frozen milk with sugar. That sounds fun. Okay. You gotta wait for and it to melt before you drink it. I love, I love how familiar you are with the copy, but I want you to bring a little bit more energy to this one. Yeah, uh, you don't get honesty and your choice. This is what I'm saying. I can, I can say ice cream, or I can be honest. He's literally an actor. He's literally an actor. Don't do commercial work, Will. If you could put an accent on the sh in sugar, I think we've got it. <laughs> Rudy's a voiceover uh, guy. <laughs> Cole, it's ice cream. It's oh right, I, I just I, I maintain my previous position in spite of the ridicule that was just lobbied my way. Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm going if I'm going <laughs> sweet, I think it's it's probably ice cream sandwiches. Uh, mm. um, but also I, I, I to, to Ben's point, I am in the mood for an ice cream sandwich right now. Absolutely not, Rudy. Um, and no, my I think that like in general though I really I I I like a I like a frozen burrito or a frozen uh, and and this is harking back to high school Sam I can't imagine I've had them more than <laughs> twice in the last five years but frozen taquitos are <laughs> are, are are really like a soft spot for me we lost Rudy Rudy you got me on this. I'm sorry Morgan rang my bell on that one. <laughs> Uh, for the audience at home, Morgan put into the chat, everybody showed up to suck Ben's dick this week, huh? <laughs> they did, folks. Everything is coming up me. Show me the lie. <laughs> okay. Taquitos. Yeah, I just I've just I've just always kind of had a soft spot for some taquitos. Also, when I was a teenager, I thought it was cooking. I was like, I'm going to cook some taquitos right now and had a sense of accomplishment when they came out of the oven. Does anybody like frozen waffles? I haven't had one in years, but now that we're talking about frozen foods, I'm kind of thinking about oh my going God, to buy mind, some Rudy. buttermilk yeah. Eggos or some shit. Yeah, I've been on a big frozen breakfast kick. That's actually what I was going to talk about. It would be formerly be ice cream, but as of the past month or so, big into just frozen variety foods uh, contributing towards a big ass breakfast. So we're talking waffles. We got uh, sausage links, uh, freaking hash browns. Uh, Jimmy everything. Dean's what was that Jimmy Dean's? Uh, no, no Aldi brand. Uh, just because it's what's oh, convenient. Wow. I thought nice. you said green beans at first, and I was like, "That's a weird breakfast, Rudy." No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I straight. Do, you, from do you remember to bring a quarter for the cart, or do you just um, bring a bag to carry? I just do bags. Bag. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm not you don't bring bag. a quarter for the cart at Aldi. I don't know. I I just never use a cart. So oh yeah wow. I just yeah only need what I need a bag or two. And... Wow, I am uh, not on the same page as Ben anymore, and oh. <laughs> I need to move on immediately. <laughs> Dick just got unsucked by Sam. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of room down here, Sam. <laughs> 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 I turn and look down the other end of the table that we're all underneath. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a weird joke. All right, so hopping back into the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. 
you guys just defeated the Abracandilus in this library. The library is yours. You got pretty dinged up in that fight, though. In particular, I think Eugene and Sven both yeah. took some pretty serious licks. Um, we'll do the we'll do the healing off air, but how long do we think that's going to take total? Uh, did you have an estimate on that, uh, Harold? I think you were looking into that. I think we're looking at two hours. That's a pretty long time to be in such a dangerous place. So, you know, just on that on that thought, but unrelatedly, I'm going to roll some dice, and Ooh. it looks like those two hours progress unmolested. We'll say. All right. It's a monster. Awesome word. So I don't, I don't no. see why. I don't see why we had to say that. Uh, no molestar. Yeah. We're gonna say that those two hours pass without interruption. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no adverbs, huh? All right. So, who <laughs> is getting healed up, and why does it take so long? Is um, it is it is it people being spent, down for like two me, hours straight? It's Eugene. Yeah. So it's just a a, a fair amount of healing rounds. Okay, cool. So, Andruk and Leighton, you are doing quite a bit of the healing. Svend and Eugene, I think you are getting healed, which means the professor is sort of free-floating right now. But the elephant in the room is that there is a creature on Sven's neck. So, let's see how that is coming up among the party. Sven, hold still. There seems to be a foul creature growing out of your neck. I'll remove it with fire. Put those fingers back, little boy, or I'll bite them off. What? I, I, he's not a creature. He's he's a part of me. Everyone, they, this is my brother, Nude. Uh, your brother? Uh, oh, uh, uh, I, I see. And the professor sort of walks up and, uh, uh, hello, uh... Uh, Professor Vide Veritas, Doctor of Magic, Conjure Extraordinaire, and extends uh, yes, his hand. Oh, yes, right. I forgot. Uh, yeah, 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 yes, very tactful. Yes, I'll just, I'll just beep your nose affectionately. Don't fucking. <laughs> the professor at three and a half feet tall, talking to something coming out of Sven's neck, <laughs> like two feet above his head. He stood on his toes. That one's uh, social graces uh, leave something to be desired. <laughs> Hi. My name's Eugene. Nice to meet you. I wish I could say the same. Why can't you? Because it's not nice to meet you. That I'm not enjoying this interaction. Well, let me know if there's something I can do to change it. I personally am pretty stuck. <laughs> I feel a weird sense of light uh, generating up in my chest that he's given. I don't like this feeling one bit. You, you move away from that one, Sven. I don't like him much at all. Thanks so much, Sven. Glad that you could share with us, pal. Yeah, I, it wasn't my choice. Um, sorry about him. He's not used to talking to others or working as a team, as it may be. No sweat. Older or younger? What does it look like? Oh. Uh, I try not to make those sorts of assumptions. It looks kind of simultaneous to me. I don't know about anyone else. Oh, what is that supposed to mean? Huh? You I was just I was, you asked a question. I was answering. I I'm I'm Druk. Uh, Leighton. Yeah. Uh, I once had a goiter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's a little that's offensive. 
tried to make conversation. That was my nickname for a long time. So what was this friend like as a kid? He's <laughs> a real little coward. <laughs> Cannot get enough of it. He would, oh, he'd just cower away every, every single thing you would put at him. <laughs> you should know how he used to teach. Isn't that right, Newt? Yes, yes, it's, um, it is right. I was a bit on the shy side. <laughs> yes. And now look at you. You're like brave as hell. Yes, thank you. Thank you, my good friend. Yes, I've come a long ways since I was a boy. Nude. You celebrate personal growth. Yes, thank you. Anyways, that's enough of nude. I think I'm just going to put him back in the scarf now. You don't fucking put me in the scarf. It smells like... (laughs) (laughs) Dark. (laughs) Yeah, dark indeed. I can't believe that went dark. I just can't believe that... I've got an angled face. <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> All right, so that's happening as Sven is being sewn up. Are there any other conversations that we want to have happen after that pretty big fight? Eugene, you just went down. Uh, you got healed back up. Is there anything that people want to talk about, touch base about? And the answer can be no. I just want to make sure there's space for that. I suppose we ought to search about. So that'd be a no from Rudy. Um, I mean, I don't don't say say anything. (laughs) I'm I'm fucking with you. Uh, No, I think I'm good. I think I'm just healing up. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So we'll move on to what the professor is doing. Poking around? Checking stuff out? Poking around. Snooping. Flipping through pages. (laughs) Ah. Ah, How about that? How about this? Uh, Pocketing a few uh, pictures. Shuffling desks. (laughs) Grinding them into other the stuff, spilling ink. Yeah, um, <laughs> the light switch. Uh, I'm getting a si- oh, Sam's giving me a signal to vamp. Uh, Trimming okay. the torches. Um, yeah. Engineering time. Licking stamps. So you start moving around this obviously busted library, right? It was clear that the Abracondilas were acting according to their nature and destroying it. Uh, There are statuary busts shattered on the ground. And it's clear that the two rooms to the north and south are reading rooms. And both of them are largely untouched. Mm -hmm. So in the south reading room, you find a desk. Clearly, it was, there's a lot of writing equipment in it and a lot of extra parchment, quills, ink, etc. It's clearly there uh, for copying books. There are binding materials as well in one of the drawers. And then in the North Reading Room, there's just a simple table and a few sturdy chairs. They're all intact. It's clear that the Abracondilus had not gotten to these rooms yet. Now, Rudy, let's get a perception check as you're moving around these spaces. Very well, very well. Oh, great. Terrific. That'll miss. Uh, ten. A ten. Yeah, no, and the professor learns everything that I just said. <laughs> the perfect check, Rudy. Yeah. Honestly, I thought I'd overstepped when I told you about um, the sturdy table and chairs <laughs> in the northern room. And I was like, oh, man, once again, giving too much information away without asking for them to earn it. But thankfully, you did roll that 10 yeah. on the perception yeah, check. And yeah. Yeah. So the professor grabs a chair and goes, just as I thought, sturdy. <laughs> so... Uh, the professor's making his way through the space, uh, doing this and that. And 
Svend, you're getting healed up over there after about an hour or so, I think you're getting back up and the healing ministrations are being performed on others. What does Svend do when he's looking around the room? Or is he looking around the room? Is he doing something else? I think Sven would more be on watch for anything else. So he'd probably be posted up by the hallway door, just kind of waiting to hear if uh, any other footsteps or anything that might come along. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we've got your perception DC. So that's basically your, your waiting and watching DC. It's just 10 plus your perception modifier. Uh, that's going to be uh, 26. Okay. Wait, and what? <laughs> oh, oh, 10 plus. Oh, just, oh, gotcha. DC, not a roll. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I thought it needed to pass the 10 plus the roll. Nude comes um, out and Sven becomes a 17th level fighter. That's <laughs> 18, uh, 18 perception. Yeah, absolutely. So that's sort of like the the resting. If someone stealth is stealth past that, it's it's rather than representing a moment of perception or an activity of perception, like you know searching a room. It's more like Sven is on guard. That's what he's waiting. For. That 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 that's your that's your general resting spot. Yeah. The hour passes, and again, uninterrupted. So the two hours have gone by. Everybody is healed up. You're all basically back at full, and. What do you want to do? What are, are people going to continue to look through the room? Eugene's just detecting magic, trying to see if he's getting a ping from anything. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a perception check along with that detect magic. Uh, oh, I forgot how high my perception modifier is. That's a 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Nine, nine on the die. He's a plus 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those some base characters for the win. Well, if I'm doing my math correctly, that means that no matter what, you couldn't roll a 10. Uh, so you two are aware of the sturdy table and chairs in the northern room. He couldn't roll a 10 because he would always be a minimum 12, right? Natty 1 would still be oh, a 12. I, see. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I literally I thought you just rolled on a 10. The die. My, my die <laughs> yeah. has 1 through 20 on it. So No, no, no. no. I, I, I simply meant <laughs> that yeah, at yeah, yeah. his worst, Eugene a one and gets a 12. is blowing past the professor's perception right now. And yeah. Rudy, I, oh, I, we were, I get, we were ragging on Rudy. I was, I was ragging on Rudy. I was, usually you give us all the hand signal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was slow to it. Also, it's not just you. But yeah, no problem. Everybody Rudy, also missed. Character everybody missed the laugh too. Mind. So it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So uh, with a twenty, you're going through the desk as well, the desk in the Southern Reading Room, and you find in the back of one of the drawers, sort of on its end, a little out of sight and out of the way, a tin of silver sheen. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, It basically makes a weapon silver for a given period of time. And on Druk, it can also be applied to 10 pieces of ammunition as well as a blade. The other thing that you find with that 20 Merganzer is a secret door in the southern reading room. It is in the wall about 15 feet in from the eastern or from the western wall right here where I am pinging. I think uh, Eugene's going to waddle over to the door and then be like I think there's some sort of door here. What makes you say that Eugene? What do you see? Just a funny feeling in my tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Goblin anatomy is amazing. Well, and I think Leighton is like legitimately like fascinated, incredible, and sort of crawls past to go take a look and like sort of feel around and try to understand it. Feel around Eugene or the door? Yes, Aunt. All right. 
So feels his way around Eugene through the door, and then starts touching the secret door. Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys are touching the secret door. Yeah. Got yeah, it. the professor's uh, touching the secret door, but like on the bottom part of it. Is that where we want to call it this week? Nice little cliffhanger. <laughs> Just touching the secret door. Yeah, I'm good. We're all kind of touching the door a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Like maybe, maybe you put a flat palm on it. Maybe you knock a few times, see if it's and hollow. shoulders you know? his way in. Yeah, it's yeah. a task we were meant to do. Put just the tip of your tongue on the secret door. Just a Don't second. lick it. So can I check the door for traps or, or what? <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> Anybody? Are you are you gonna check it for traps? Or are we just gonna keep feeling? Can I? I, I was asking. I didn't see oh, any yeah, response. God is silent. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I thought you were waiting for each other to okay. Checking for traps. What is that? Is that a role of thievery or perception? Checking for traps. Yeah, I believe it's perception. That's okay. a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Layton rolled a natural twenty. I told you he was very interested in learning about this door. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, yes, I was. I was listening to all of that, um, and you do not find any traps. That doesn't mean there aren't any, though. Let's go away. <laughs> but do we? Can we? We know that there's a secret door, but can we see uh, where the uh, knob is or handle or whatever would trigger it? In identifying the secret door, you also see how to potentially open it. Do we think we're strong enough to do that, though? Like to you twist do, the like, handle? Like physically or emotionally? Yeah, like, oh, I don't know, man. I didn't oh, even think about it. Is that two checks or just one? That's two uh, questions. Well, so here's the deal. Physically, yeah, any one of you could do this physically. The challenge <laughs> is whether or not you got it in your hearts. See, that's the thing, is it is, it's maybe a will save. Probably. I don't believe. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of doors. It's one of those kinds of doors. I don't know. You're going to have to try. Whoever has the courage to try and open this door. I will. (laughs) Out of the way. How does Nate feel about that? I volunteer myself. Will save? No, no, no will save. Okay. No will save. You guys. Give a will save. Give a will save. This door right here, you you can just see what happens when you try to open it. Very well. Is it a strength contest? Is that what you're saying, Sam? Yeah, arm wrestle first for who gets to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, yeah, it's an arm. It's an arm wrestling competition. Uh, no, you find it. You press in. It pops out, and you realize you can just swing it right on open. Barely a hidden door in this case. It's just a differently levered door. Very good. On we go. <laughs> so you swing the door open. So this small cell looks like many of the others in the hermitage. But it is remarkable for the bloody corpse that stretches across the small single bed. The figure is a human male dressed in gray robes that the other people from this hermitage appear to be wearing, and also wears a gold sash decorated with a badge depicting an open book. A stack of books sits on a small bedstand, and an imposing mural of Gozra that depicts the deity as a raging elemental, looks down from the southern wall. What do you do? I'm going to close the door again. Yeah, yeah. Leave well enough alone. 
Alright, alright. Druk will push in and like and try to find more information. Is this another door that goes out to the hallway to, to the west here? That is another door, and it you would assume that it goes out to the hallway. Uh, can I can I try it to see if it does actually open? S- Sven would assume Ben can see on the map that it almost certainly does. Yeah, yep. Basic <laughs> architecture plans. Uh, give me a think. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, clever. Can I roll perception in here? Um, yes. Uh, we'll we'll resolve Sven first. Sven, do you try the door? Yeah. It is locked. You look down. You see that there is a turn latch. You throw that. Deadbolt comes back. Try it again. It opens. Sure. Uh, yeah, give me that perception check, Andrew. Uh, natural one for a total of ten. Alrighty, that's not very good. Can I roll? Looks like there's a lot of blood. Oh, right? very, good. Very, good. very good. It's more than I'd like to see. Yeah, for sure. Anyone else can roll perception so long as they are willing to come into the room. 30, uh, 26. There you go. With a 26, you're poking around the cell... And you look at the books on the nightstand and you're like, the manual of city building and the order of numbers. You think back, you open the inside cover and stamped right there is property of the Golden Laws Church of Aberton. You realize you have found the books that Nellendrend was seeking. And also with that 26 perception, this dead body looks fairly recent. Not like last hour or two, but perhaps last second, last day or so. It looks like he had time to receive these books, which you knew, know came yesterday, maybe the day before. Any, what's he wearing? Any, anything we recognize about the person himself? Give me a... Uh, yeah, give society. me a society. Yeah. Ooh, uh, 25. Yeah, at 25, you believe that this gold sash and the badge depicting an open book means that this person was the librarian of the hermitage. Could I do a medicine to see how this person died? Yes, absolutely. That's more like it. 26. 26. Investigating his wounds, it looks like he was beaten and you see some puncture wounds that seem to line up with the wounds that you have been treating among your comrades of a trident. Does it look like he was killed in this room or brought here, like hidden in this room? It does look like he died in this room, but with the locked door, maybe he was beaten somewhere else, came in, collapsed, and died here. This is pretty grim. It is, but I I wonder if perhaps the librarian was resisting something to do with this book, that it was delivered to him and he was told to do something with it and refused, and for this was killed, perhaps out of respect for the the holy writing of another deity? Or perhaps it was a paper cut. You think he was killed for the respect of another deity? This looks like torture to me. I just wonder, why is he the one holding these texts that they went to such trouble to steal, if they were going to kill him anyways? Perhaps he was trying to smuggle it out of the hermitage. Remember, not all of the brothers, uh, I should say, the, uh, the, uh, acolytes were turned. Well, this is exactly my point, yes. 
I agree. The, the, oh, perhaps I see what you're saying. Working yes. in opposition to the new hierarchy. Aha. And paid the price. Indeed. Dear me. Dear me. Well, I suppose we ought to cover him up. And on the off chance that he wasn't turned, he should have a proper burial when we uh, can get back to him. What do we want to do about the books? Let's grab them and keep moving. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to gather the books and move on for sure. I think Leighton would want to just take a look through the library quickly and read what can be read, see if he notices anything interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 21. All right, 21. So as you're moving through, you recognize, first of all, that where the professor produced flame and created the flaming spheres, there are singes on the spines and the pages of some of the books. And you get the impression that, oh, 15 times out of 20, everything is fine. But perhaps for that last quarter of chances out of 20, the whole room goes up in flames. There was a flat check on all of those fire spells in the last fight that you came in under. You also find a couple things in the southwest corner of the shelves. It seems like there's a few books set aside, right? Whatever coding method they're using, these are clearly pulled from a variety of places throughout the library. And if it was the Dewey Decimal System, they'd be all over the place. But looking through them, you see that while still sort of focused on Gozra and relevant philosophies, there is a thread tying them together and it it appears to be they all make some mention of demon summoning. So there seems to be some indication that the librarian had been pulling some of this information. It's like, it just looks like the library wasn't particularly rich in this. And you find one other thing. So just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, what we are inferring from this moment is that it was specifically the librarian who was accessing these books. Perhaps not. Okay, there Perhaps isn't, like, literal evidence of that. Right. You're not, you're not fingerprinting and matching it to them. It just, it is like, this is the holds section of the library. They think about it that way. Like, this is where things would be set aside, too. So perhaps somebody else is researching it. Perhaps I somebody understand. else. It could have been somebody else, right? But it, it looks like somebody set these here. And if somebody was pulling materials from the library, you might intuit that it was the librarian. But you're right, you don't have hard proof. And the other thing that you find is a battered formula book. And this book contains formulas for lesser elixir of life, moderate cheetah's elixir, and moderate eagle eye elixir. Now, I'm not sure if any of you can craft that at present. I know that an alchemist could. But you do find these elixir formulas, which are an integral part of creating elixirs down the road. Okay, I hear you, Sam. I didn't make an alchemist this time, all right? Can you stop bringing that up? (laughs) Every every episode. You think at a certain point he would just change the fucking loot, but just wants to punish us for being ourselves. Mm. Yep, yep, always, always. Does anybody have any more business in the library? Absolutely none. All right. Where to next? So my my inner completionist, and please feel free to say this is wrong. Is Gotta connect this, that loop. 
Yeah. No, I feel the opposite. I feel like I want to go. I want to like hit everything along the way, and then and then complete the, complete the loop. So there's that one hallway that we have not hit yet, that that I would absolutely go back for. Oh, so you oh. want to hit the the far far yeah, northern the far north, hallway first? Right, yeah, exactly. There is a hallway leading north from the northern hallway that they found all of the hermit cells on. Andruk, eidetic memory. We've learned today. Um, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. So you guys want to go up the northern hallway? The way All you right. said that, though, I don't know about... Yeah, that now, anymore. I don't know. Oh, that's the decision you guys made. All right, I am going to pull you all up towards that hallway. Just give me marching order. Pop yourselves up into that hallway. I'll go first. Can I go third? I'll go fourth. Eugene's and Luke back. I'll go second, I guess. And Sven, you find yourself looking down some stairs. Mm-hmm. Right here. You go downstairs. There is some light coming from the bottom of the stairs. It looks like there's probably torches off to the right, left. Similarly, the rest of the hermitage has been lit in this fashion. Well, uh, down we go. I've never seen any sort of story that this goes badly, so bravely, one at a time. Let's go. Sam, Eugene's detecting magic, pinging, seeing if he can see anything this entire way down. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sven, as you get to there, more of the room is revealed to you, and you find yourself looking across at sort of old kind of rusty bars it looks almost like a dungeon but beyond it you see leaf litter some logs it looks like someone tried to create like outside in this apparently old dungeon cell but it doesn't look like people are being held in captivity here it's a little odd you're not quite sure what's going on plant play (laughs) yes It's a poison ivy cake. Mm-hmm. Real sickos. <laughs> Do you move further into the room? Yes. Yeah. Uh, be careful, Sven. Plants yeah. shouldn't be able to grow down here. That is true. And as you get a little closer, you look and you see that uh, some of them are potted. Others, you know, like from are, are those are those real? Are those are those synthetic? Are they decor? Like what's going on? And you make your way into the space. Oh, God. Looks like I see you. Not the space. Sven? This was a fantasy setting. Nailed it again. It does. It does look like a zoo to Ben (laughs) and not to Sven. Fuck it. It's metagaming, and that's why you're not getting a fucking hero point for it because I can't have that at my table. Yet again, on rule, just rails here. Zoos don't exist. Okay. Fun not saying building. zoos don't exist. We're I'm saying Sven's never been to one because that was explicit in your backstory. Why I was like, zoos, never been yes or no? And Sven has hard no. I'm railroading even my storyline, guys. That's a menagerie, <laughs> Rudy. Something. Okay. Well, <laughs> Deleting my audio. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot we were playing on split hairs mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Spend, if Spend has been to a zoo before, yeah, that is exactly what this is beginning to look like. Thank you. Hero point. <laughs> <laughs> Paddocks with animals? 
what is this? <laughs> Why would they be in there? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Give me, give me some perception checks. Throw out, throw out some perception checks. Give me some perception checks, there, fellas. Well, that's nice. 20. Twenty-seven. Nineteen. I heard some high numbers there. Uh, in the room that you're in right now, uh, with that twenty-seven, Andruk, I'm going to say that you immediately turn and look at these shelves, these cabinets that are those brown rectangles on the map and you open them up and you see just a whole bunch of healing supplies score in the yeah so you can re-up your healer's kit to you know the max that you would have bought it at if if it, if it is consumable and you also find and as soon as you open the cabinet doors eugene u-turn because you find a pair of healer's gloves in amid the bandages. What do those do? Healer's gloves are clean white gloves that never show signs of blood, even when used to stitch up wounds or treat other ailments. Perfect for plant play. <laughs> they give you a plus <laughs> one item bonus to medicine checks. Rudy, can you define what plant play is in your mind? <laughs> In my oh, no, 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 it's not, not, not that kind of show. Not that kind of show, ladies and gentlemen. Um. <laughs> no, I know, it, uh, I know it might be a real thing, but I want to know what Rudy thinks. <laughs> you can activate them for, it's a, a one action interact action once per day. You can soothe a willing adjacent creature's wounds, restoring 2d6 plus seven hit points to that creature. Oh, yeah. Positive healing effect. And you I cannot harm undead. Can I have a, does anyone else want to roll need for, with me? Well, the fun thing is, I don't think they work as well for me because I don't roll medicine. I roll oh, nature. Shit. Oh, so oh I, that's I right. Just strictly better on you. I mean, well, you know what? Aesthetic, though. White gloves, you know. It's, it doesn't really go, like match. I, I already have gloves. Which is true because he uses them so he doesn't get everything wet that he touch everything he touches wet. That's funny. <laughs> just his damp, clammy hands inside <laughs> yeah. of those gloves. Inside a kitchen glove. Rivulets of water trickling yeah. down to his elbows all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to write. There's like barnacles in here. Um, no, Eugene, as you're moving around, give me a nature check. Wait, can I can I add those to my hair sheet that those sound amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're the ears. ears. Thank you. Oh my god, I love how much Will loves these gloves. I'm, I, yeah. I, well, I haven't been able to heal. Like, I don't have a heal spell yet. I will get them next level. But like, I just am so psyched about like an automatic heal. Anyway. Well, and also, I, I really will. I think you should be thinking about how these up your circus game, right? I mean, sure. the yeah. lights off the white, the satin, and the bug. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Yeah, they cannot be stained by blood. Um, Eugene, can I get a nature check, please? 17. So you begin to walk up and down this hallway to the west a bit, and you're looking into these, what Sven correctly identified as animal pens. Your point? And you see water bowls, food, leaves, stones, and other accoutrements to make the pens feel like a natural environment. And, And bear in mind, right, this is, you know, to a certain degree, a medieval setting, right? And this is more than the bare minimum, is what you're seeing. It's a lot more than the bare minimum. And for the time, 
you're recognizing that a lot of thought and care went into these pens, right? You see pens for rodents, vermin, smaller creatures. You see larger pens for big animals, potentially prey animals, and they're kept apart, right? There's thoughtfulness here. And you're like looking around and you're like, if I were going to do something like this, this is how I would do it. So that is what Eugene is learning as he moves around. Just that this is thoughtful. This has been done well and carefully. Leighton's hair has been up on the back of his neck the whole time he's been down here. And he turns to Eugene as he sees Eugene sort of appraising the cells. And he's like, Eugene, what what did the one priest say? I, I can't remember exactly, but something about a woman who was doing something with the animals, that the work she was doing with the animals should be commended, changing them in some way, though. Andruk, Sven, Professor, do, do any of you remember this? They told us that Nemia had been trying to change animals, right? Ah. Oh. They did, but more recently, one of the priests spoke about when we were asking the two at the bed about the hierarchy. Uh, they said that People like this one woman who was doing this work mm. with the animals had risen in the hierarchy under the demons. Can you can we, can we do a check or something, Sam, to remember that rolls? Uh, like a like a like a memory check for something that I told you in the game. Yeah. Um, yes. Let me just look at. Does anybody have that on their character sheet? Memory check for. Can we just pause while what? I go listen to um, the fucking episode that it's on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I do have on my character sheet? Recall knowledge, which is the same goddamn thing, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cole, I'm going to say that yes, you are remembering something that happened. And. Since nobody can remember it specifically, I am not going to give you that information entirely. Again, I will say you did hear something about something being done to animals. And yes, there was a priest who was talking about it to you. I have one other thing, too. I, I don't know, because I think Cole's right that it was a priestess. But we also did talk about, a, a, I think it was a... A sorcerer named Harlock Handel. Is that the same person or was Harlock different? Wasn't Harlock the guy? He was the former, like, uh, he used to be, he used he to be in charge. Yeah, so I think he's a good guy. Okay. My, my impression of this woman is that she's doing something unnatural to these animals. Got you. Unnatural and bad. Mouths on buttholes, buttholes on mouths. <laughs> Rudy, how you doing tonight, buddy? <laughs> Hands in view, Rude. Hands in view. There is a wall to the west that has a door in the center of it. And then off to the east, uh, that sort of strip that I've revealed, it looks like there is another larger pen uh, down in that direction but that is like fully walled off and with a door closed. Mm -hmm. I, I will say this, Cole, as Leighton thinks about that and saying there was something being done to the animals, you look at all of these pens and they're empty. Right. And you put that together with Eugene's recognition of how carefully they were created and you recognize that there has been some kind of change. What 
do you all do? I mean, my, my RPG thing is to go to the left. <laughs> it's just, you hit every point of the map if you, if you keep turning left. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that true yeah. for right also? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Well, isn't there like a thing yes! that's made? Don't yes! so yes! <laughs> No, I'm with Rudy. I feel like I was told that it was like no, with no, mazes. You like, always want to turn left. I don't know if it's with mazes, Will. I, I do think it's with labyrinths. Like the idea is that you're supposed to keep your hand on the left wall and you'll get out of there. Quick. That was the idea. I believe that that is arbitrary. It can be right or, or left, left because the point mm-hmm. is you trace along the entire thing and you can go... I learned clockwise or counterclockwise. Maybe That's one great. is quicker than the other. Depends on the fucking lab. I'm not engaging. Is there a difference? There is a difference between a maze and a labyrinth. The labyrinth has one path. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Well, now our That's, listeners learn something. That's today. why the string mm-hmm. thing could work. Yeah, the more you know. Hero point. Hero point, Rudy. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Three guys. Hero point. Which way are you going? Will wants to go left because he thinks it's the only way to get out of this alive. I don't... <laughs> and the rest of the party wants to go yeah. against that fly in the face of logic. Oh, I'm down to humor Will. Let's yeah, go to the left. Just for Will. Let's for go. Sake, left we'll it go is. Left, which is yep. west, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's go to the west. Let's pop open the door to the west. Do you want to pop it open, Will, or is it okay if one of us does it? Yeah, because then Will tends to be going left, not you. Okay. <laughs> 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 I just want to say, like, okay, cool, guys. All right, we're taking a left. Then we got to go. Once we open the door, we're going to take a left. And then we're going to keep going around until we got to come back here. And then once we come keep back to the door, we'll the take wall. a left. That's get the out important of thing. <laughs> Don't take your hands off the wall or else no you'll matter, be lost. No matter what else is happening in that room, you just yeah, stick just on stay the left, left. wall. Yep. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. All right. Here we go. Yeah. I'm going to do what Andruk said. I'm going to keep my hand on the left there. <laughs> I'm going to do what Andruk said. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get my bow out, just for the record. In your right hand. <laughs> Correct. Because i got to keep that left hand on the wall. All right. <laughs> here it comes. We are about to reveal some areas. <laughs> This large stone chamber has a smooth tile floor bearing abstract spiral patterns that evoke whirlpools or tornadoes. on the floor. Blood wolf. Blood wolf. Go <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is, priest this is wearing a sweet T-shirt. Generally, generally why I <laughs> shut up. Ben. Um, this is generally why I don't leave <laughs> anything on the map when you open a door. I did in this case, and you're right. This room is pretty fucking metal. You immediately see a blood wolf, a corrupted flea priest, and a zephyr hawk. Also, 
<laughs> Fully got Rudy. Life is complete. Okay. Okay. We're good. Four small glowing orbs, one in each corner, brightly illuminate the room. Hooks on the walls hold wicker baskets with dozens of fur, felt, and bone toys clearly intended for animals. Bone toys. The center of... <laughs> the center of the floor bears a large circle of spiky glyphs drawn in blood. That is what the blood wolf appears to be in the center of. Carlessa is chanting above the blood wolf and Eugene constantly pinging magic as you walk through. <sniffs> the door opens and your magical detection lights up in front of you. Uh oh. And her head turns and she says, you dare interrupt me? You shall feel the power of my new friends. Roll for initiative. Oh boy. The door opens, two normal looking dudes come out. Hey, I'm Doug, uh, is Keith, we're new friends here. Ah, oh, that's a big blood wolf. What did that get here? What are you guys? A big blood wolf. Hey Sam, can I use a hero point to reroll initiative? Uh. If it's explicitly in the rules, absolutely. If it's not, ask me again, please. Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can. You can reroll a d20. Re yeah, it's, it's, a it's, a, yeah. it's a perception check. It's it's absolutely. You yeah. can okay. absolutely do it. I will use mine as well, I think. Yeah, I'm going to use one on this. Oh. Hero point turned that from a 9 to a 19 on the die. Well done. E. Nice. That is absolutely huge. An 8 to a 17. Let's go, Great. A 17. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Sven, what are you pushing? I uh, I got a 26. A 26. Wow. My goodness. Don't My you. goodness. Doing well on those, dude. Doing well on those. And Andruk, where are you? Also a 26. Also Me. a 26. My goodness. Layton? Right behind the leaders, 25. 25. Rock solid. The professor is at a 17. Eugene? 23. Ooh. Nice. 23. All right, so you guys rolled some good inish. So you walk into the room. You will meet my friends. And she moves to act, but you guys were just a little bit quicker. Andruk or Svend, you act first. Whichever one wants to go first. Go ahead, Svend. Okay, cool. Svend will roll forward. Rushing right up to her, and uh, he's going to swing. That will be a 20 to hit. A 20 to hit is going to hit. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that'll be for nine points of damage. Then swinging through with the sequel. Uh, oh, that's a 20 on the die uh, for wow. 31. <laughs> wow. 31, that's a crit. Yep, okay, we love to see that. Um, we can end this fight. <laughs> right. That will be for, uh, let's see, 11 points of damage. 11 points nice. of damage. That's my turn. Sven coming in with a couple of big hits. Boom, boom, doing 20 points of damage like it was nothing. Sven, well done. Andruk, you are next. 
Luke's going to run into the room, get into his point blank shot stance, and take a shot at the corrupted priest. That's not a good roll. Uh, yeah, it's 16 to hit. 16 to hit, that is a miss. Oof, that's it, that's my turn. All right, that's right, a move, point blank shot, and an attack. Next up, it is her turn. Shit. And she is going to take a guarded step back. She is going to throw up. (laughs) Yeah. She's going to take a guarded step back and then wave her hands in an arcane fashion. (laughs) And bark skin. Uh, She appears to uh, have skin made of bark now. One might intuit or infer that she cast bark skin on herself. And then she says, Zadius, attack! And Zadius is going to... Zaddy. Zaddy is going to attack Svend with two claw attacks. The first is a 19 to hit. Miss. Don't think that'll do it. Miss. And the second is 18. Or it doesn't. Damn it. it just misses. And then without provoking an attack of opportunity, wings away and flies up next to Andruk. How did they that is her turn. Was it an animal companion? Hawk is acting on her turn. But she has to use actions to command it. Uh, this is a slightly different relationship different than a simple system. animal companion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zephyr Hawk, Hawk acts on her turn. She is not using that as flavor. Zephyr Hawk does this. Huh. Cool. It is a cool little shindig. Leighton, it is your turn now. Okay. Clayton is going to run in through the door to the west and get behind uh, Sven, sort of pinning himself into the corner here and reaching out and touching Sven on the back of the shoulder and saying, Hold strong up there, buddy. You're the only thing between me and them. And cast protection uh, against evil. So then you'll get a plus one to AC against evil creatures as well as saving throws. And if any of these uh, attacks are made by summoned creatures... It becomes a plus three to those things. We haven't seen that yet. Uh, I think I've cast it maybe maybe once, but not in this situation with a potentially summoned creature. So, so. Uh, and that is my turn. Had a gold thing, Excellent, Eugene. You are up. Cool. Eugene's going to take a five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. Can I enter the room through here? You can enter the room mm-hmm. through that door. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then he's going to cast Tanglefoot on the Blood Wolfie. Blood Wolf. Tanglefoot. Hey, give me no, give no, me a no, perception no, no. check as you come into the room here, Merganzer. Tight. It's a 17 on the die for a 28. Is that the perception check? Yes. You recognize that this wolf is already bound. Already bound. Oh, boy. Yeah. And with that 28, you see that there are some red streaks in its hair and it looks like as you watch and her summoning and her ritual magic eased as she stepped away you see that they're retreating just slightly that that, that the process 
of those red streaks in its fur is slowing down. Can I sense alignment from this creature? Do you have detect alignment? No. You're not sure what's going on or how far along the ritual is. What you seem to be pretty confident of right now is that it's not finished. Oh shit. You can still cast Tanglefoot, but I wanted to give you that perception check Yeah. before you did. Totally. Yeah, no, he's definitely not going to do that. Okay. That just changed things, and that's very interesting. And give me a knowledge arcana, or... Yeah, give me knowledge arcana. I, got, I can't roll it. Can't roll it? All right, no worries. Nature or something? Good at nature. No, knowledge nature isn't going to help you out so much here. It is It is about what is going on with the ritual. So don't worry about it. If, if you can't roll it, it, it means that I don't think it would ping for him. And also, I'd be asking you to use an action to recall knowledge because it's not free in this system. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cool. Eugene is going to try and cast Tanglefoot at the flying, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Zephyr. hawk? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go for it. on the die for a 22. You get it. Yeah, Morgan, cool. that's huge. Tight, so that's uh, the target takes a minus 10 foot circumstance penalty to its speeds for one round. It can attempt to escape against my spell DC to remove it. And then Eugene is going to be like, guys, I don't know if that wolf is all bad. I think we leave him alone. He might be a friend in a little bit. Excellent turn. And I will say, the, the best use of Tanglefoot we have seen thus far in this adventure <laughs> next up is the professor what you got all right the professor is going to uh, charge in the room and uh, uh yeah, hold still Andrew. i'll hit it in his attempt but uh trips on his way over and uh <laughs> instead instead uh sends jinx at zadius instead of harm at the hawk all right yeah give me a will save give you a will save all right Got up on some of the other dice, fell off of a 15 to a lower number. And let me tell you what that is. Will save? Yes. 14. Ah, that won't make it. So Mm. you are clumsy now. Clumsy one? Yes, you are clumsy one for one minute. For one minute? Negative one to all uh, dex checks, including AC. That's insane. Yeah, that is that is very a very good use of jinx. Very good use of jinx. This bird has just been abused. Yeah, yeah but also I love that he he stumbles into the room, screws <laughs> up, and casts jinx. That's fantastic flavor to end round one. We're coming to the top of round two. Sven, you know what that means. It's time to double slice. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. <laughs> yeah, five foot step in and keep on a swing and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's not creative, but he is effective. Uh, that will be 20 to hit. That we has already established hits. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Or eight points of damage Ooh. in a second. Ooh, less great. Uh, 14 to hit. 14 is a miss. Yes, yes. That is Sven's turn. Andruk, you're up. You got this hawk on you. It's tangled. It's clumsy. What are you doing? Druk is going to run away um, expecting uh-huh. that the hawk does not have attacks of opportunity so he's going to run 25 feet away um, and then take two shots of the corrupted priest 
five on the die is gonna miss. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a 19 on the die for 26. 26 is gonna hit, not a crit. Great, here we go. Uh, three plus two is five points of damage. Five points of damage, and you are backing her in. Damn, Andrew's got some Andrew's got some wheels there, bud. Moving around, moving around. Brings us to her turn. What is she going to do? What is she going to do? Let's take a quick look at our options here. Again, certainly anticipated you guys going to this hallway rather than the door you were 15 feet away from. So this mm-hmm. is a pretty well-prepped room. And self-immolation. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? The switch. Why would they even yeah. put that, that spell in the game? It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's exclusively for NPCs. Uh, <laughs> you know, fuck it. She is going to draw her trident, which is an interact action. Sven, you see an opportunity to strike. Yeah, I'm going it? for it. Yeah, straight for the jugular. Excellent. Why not? All right, that'll be uh, 26 to hit. Boy, was she surprised by that. Didn't know you were the fighter class, the only class in the game at this level, which could have hurt her. So, yeah, she uh, she she is like, blah, 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 blah. roll damage, dude. 26 hits her AC. Yeah, okay, that's going to be 11 points of damage. Rolled max. Ooh. Let's go. 11 points of damage on that attack of opportunity. That's the thing. So few people in this world can make an attack of opportunity that her anticipating it isn't anything other than metagaming in my mind right now. She's not aware of your tactics. She doesn't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Maybe she could have interpreted something by the way you moved, but no, I think she would just have to take that attack of opportunity and it's a benefit for the fighters. We'll see how long I stick with that philosophy. Now learn that rule. That's also helpful. Yeah, okay. She should have watched a couple YouTube videos about the fighter class and she would have been a little better prepared. (laughs) (laughs) All right, she's going to stab out at you with her trident. Okay. Alrighty, that is a 22 to hit. I believe that will hit. Yes, indeed, and you are going to take eight points of damage. She is going to stab in again. Does that hit pass protection? Just making sure of it. Uh, Yes, yeah, with protection, I'm only at 21. Trident again, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Yep. And that is going to be 11 points Oof, of damage. Holy shit. Absolutely. The Zephyr Hawk is going to move. Clumsily. Yeah, yeah. certainly certainly somewhat clumsily. Like the Albatross and the Rescuers. <laughs> <laughs> Double checking its movement speed. Okay. Significant speed. Fuck. And is going to wing 5, 10... 15 feet closer to Svend to the north and is going to take a couple of claw attacks. See how these go. It's an 18 on the first and a 24 on the second. That will will hit. That is going to be 10 points of damage as this hawk's claws come raking down at your neck. Fuck, Sven, how you doing, man? I'm at, uh, yeah, I'm about a quarter of my life. Mm-hmm. A quarter, quarter of my life, give or take. Plus or minus, plus or minus. Yeah, two, three, eight points left. 
bringing us around to Leighton. Leighton, what you got for us? Oh, geez. Okay. Leighton is going to step five feet forward, uh, and one hand lights up pale blue, and the other begins whirling with the tempest, and he goes to punch a bird in the face. Yeah. Nice. So, Sam, can I get a reflex save, please? Reflex save from the hawk? Yeah, that clumsy dumsy. All right. Thank you for reminding me about the clumsy. It's going to be a 13. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was the wrong addition. That is going to be a 19. What? Was that fun for you? Dangling it and then taking it away? I I did a will save. I did a will save the first time. I rolled a seven on the die again. And I added its will save minus one, but its reflex save is much, much better. All right. It takes uh, six points of damage and has its speed further reduced by five feet. Further reduced by five feet, taking a 15-foot penalty to speed right now. 15-foot penalty to speed. And then with his other hand, Leighton reaches out with the one-action heal on Sven's. Pop him up. Oh. Well, roll max. Eight hit points. Hey, that's awesome. Great. So that is Leighton's turn. That is Leighton's turn. Eugene, we've come around to you. You got a hawk in front of you, bud. What you doing? Can Eugene melee attack that hawk right now? Eugene, it is within your reach, yes. Yeah, sweet. He's going to take a swing at it. Do it. Right. Do it. Nice. 18? 18 is a miss on the hawk. Oh. <laughs> All right. In, including clumsy. Including clumsy. Cool. So he's going to take that swipe. Miss and then be like, God, geez, and move 5, 10, 15 to right there. So he's kind of next to the uh, wolf. Okay. And then can I try just rolling perception on the blood wolf again? What do you want to learn? Just to see if I can tell anything more about it that I didn't see initially, like whether it's um, conscious or not of its actions, whether or not it um, seems like more bound to the spell or less so i'll give you i'll give you this for free it looks terrified right it looks like it is currently cowering in fear eyes rolling back in its head trying to watch everything everywhere all at once great movie yeah um can i attempt either to calm it or would this be nature or diplomacy like what kind of if i wanted to try and you'd be giving me a nature check and i'll I'll tell you this You're, you're looking at a wolf it's hind legs bound four legs bound there's something wrapped around its mu- it's muzzled as well. Yeah. In this circle with m- markings written in blood around it. What would Eugene do to to calm it, to to aid it? T- tell me what you think Eugene would do looking at this right now. Yeah, I think he'd look, like make eye contact with the wolf first and then slowly reach his hands towards where the wolf is bound and like try and show him that he's going to try and untie him. Okay, so you begin to do that, and the wolf's eyes sort of like roll down to you. It's clearly scared, but it's not pulling away right now. Mm -hmm. You think you can get your hands down to the bindings. Can I take an action to try and untie its hind legs? Yes, you can take an action to try to untie its hind legs. It's the heat of the moment. You're trying to act quickly. I do think we want to roll something here. So uh, do you have a disabled device at all? Sorry, th- sorry, thievery in the system. Yeah, I have thievery. I can roll thievery. All right, great. Do it. And I want to get Wes and Morgan give those ropes a talking to. 
19 on the die for 20. Yes. Absolutely. So you see very quickly that that the that the the it's it's like kind of an intricate knot, but you see you know rather how it unties. You pull one thread, the whole thing dissolves. Its legs, its hind legs are free. Eugene, paying attention to the animals, just like a druid would. Professor, it's your turn. What are you gonna do? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the professor will shout, um, "Zadius, back off!" and uh, and uh, is going to cast a uh, harm on Zadius. Harm on the hawk. All right. And uh, when I said Zadius, he lifted up uh, his uh, eye patch, showing off his gold and red pupil, and he is using invoke true name for Zadius. And as you do it, your eye flares, but the usual recognition that you would see in the true name of another creature, like an outline limning it in gold or red, or however this would appear to your magical eye, doesn't happen. You think that you don't know the true name of this Zephyr Hawk. Uh, Sean! Um... Uh, Gary! <laughs> no, no, it's... No, Professor, they're like... Oh, no. oh, yes. <laughs> but but go ahead and go ahead and cast the spell. You just you just know that you're not getting that bonus. Oh, that's a shame. It, it it's kind of cool. If it had worked, you would have uh, been more vulnerable to uh, the damage I would have done with them. Oh, that's cool, dude. It's up to like it's up to uh, where Invoke True Name is leveled at, and since it's a cantrip, it's automatically heightened. So it's awesome. it's pretty dope if it can work. But it didn't, so fuck it. Am I rolling Fortitude? Uh, yeah, sorry. Basic fortitude save. Basic fortitude save? All right. Not a strong save. 10 on the die. Oh, sorry. 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 It is not a 10 on the die. Uh, quite different than that. It is a 10 all day. Okay. Well, that's okay. It wasn't that terrific a roll. That's uh, four points of damage. That is the end of round two. The top of round three. Svend, I think I know what's coming here, bud. Yeah. Audience, would you like to take a guess? And then, okay, take a pause here. And then we're going to have the audience like do a little text in poll. Send in postcards too. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. We'll reveal the answer live (laughs) on air. That's going to be fun. Oh, and yep, the the audience was correct. We got the the results in uh, from the survey. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. Uh, And it is double slice. It is actually double double slice. slice. Yep. And for Bernice, who's playing at home, she'll get a radio flyer wagon if this attack hits. Uh, 21. Bernice, <laughs> roll away. <laughs> yeah, I roll you, little girl. All right. Uh, my life is empty. Uh, six points of damage. Um, six points of damage. Yeah. Looking pretty dinged up right now. Okay. Let's take that second slice. The second slice, that's going to be a 24. Okay. You have not missed in weeks. I missed one. I missed ben. one. I missed today. I missed today. Yeah. <laughs> never. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Just impossible. Seven points of damage. That's me. Fuck yeah. Seven points of damage tips the scales. <clears throat> she goes down. Wow. Um, you've got a partially unbound blood wolf in the middle of a ritual circle. You've got a zephyr hawk that is clumsy, tangled, and still out for blood. We're going to find out what happens with all of that next week. Mid-action. One action next round. Audience, keep them to it. Yeah, that's it. Yep.
one action left. Yeah, I know. Gosh. Oh, man. We need to forget done. that next week. Yeah, right no way. Right now. Ben gets one action. Ben gets a...